Hey, 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 I'm, hey. Up. I'm up. Check, check. Hey. Hey. Yep. All right, we're rolling. We're rolling. <clears throat> Hello, all you song rescuees. This is Toby and old... Uh, old Devin, old right Devin. coming to you hot. And we got an old friend. Introduce old yourself, friend. old friend. My name's Matt Carter, and I'm the oldest friend you can have. Matt Carter. Oldest and best friend, friend that since, you, a songwriter can have. Been friends since Skyland Elementary School. Is Matt your oldest friend that you still keep in contact with regularly? More, yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I still occasionally talk to a few guys, but Matt definitely regularly. I'm trying to think who my oldest friend was. It used to be Joel because I, I knew him, but it's probably until what? But I don't talk to them. I don't talk to Joel <laughs> that much anymore, or uh, my, my friend Brandon. I only talk to them occasionally. So yeah. on the reg, it might be you, Devin. Yeah. Like, I mean, we've known each other. Right. Well, Since Joey, Corral. I guess I knew Joey before you. Yeah. So I guess Joey Spencer. Yeah, but that's all still within a year of all three of us. That's true. Right, right, right. It's all close together. Um, we're driving down the road in the rig. I'm driving. I'm not holding a cell phone, but I am holding a mic. And I just saw a cop. I was wondering, do you think a cop would pull me over if he saw me talking into a microphone? <laughs> <laughs> all right, so he we got be. Matt here. He is pulling out, actually. Uh, you keep an eye on him over there, but right. you know we're on uh, we're on the old tour right now. We're out with O Sleeper. Yeah, it's been a great tour. We've been with O Sleeper and a band called Limbs. Their name does not fit. They don't sleep much. They don't sleep. They party and they stay up late. They party hard. They stay up late. They get us into trouble on the road. With, yeah, with lots of trouble. Police officers. Good dudes stuff. though. Sweet dudes. But anyway, so we got Matt Carter here, and one of the reasons why I wanted to bring him on is one, we're riding down the road together, and we thought hey, let's knock out an episode, and two. Wanted to pick his brain a little bit because you always hear us talking about our Emory record or us writing music, and we thought we'd bring on Matt Carter, who has a different perspective, I think, on music than Devin and I. Devin, you're probably yep. in the middle. I don't, Matt. How would you describe like working with Devin and I? Devin's probably more like you, uh, yeah. but still creative, and I'm probably in writing a record. Do you think I'm way different than you? Yeah, right. Devin's in between you yeah. and I. Devin uh, is, you know, Devin and I have similar training and music and similar language and all the foundations and basics we understand in basically the same way because we learned them with the same interests at the same time from right. the same sources so Devin and I musically are even all the references to stuff we ca came up together doing a band in high school and stuff yep. like that so our terminology for every single thing is basically identical and you, you just know without even having to talk about it most of the time you yep. on the other hand even after doing music with you 20 years, I feel like we have almost zero shared vocabulary <laughs> about music entirely. So it's just making up new terms to describe abstract concepts all day, every day with you. That's true. So, that is true. I like to try to get things into quantifiable, 
abstract, yeah. indefinable yep. concepts so that you <laughs> yep. can work with them and tweak them and iterate them and change them and try different things. But if you can't describe them or talk about them or know what the fuck we're talking about, then you can't. And that's the hard part. <laughs> well, that's why I, I, like, I love working with you guys because it, we do, like, Devin can understand a little bit. He is that more creative singer, artist side. You're a little bit more of the analytical, logistic side or whatever. Thinking through the music logically and where it should go logically. I think of music in such huge ways. Like I think, and y'all are able to help make it small for me. Right. Like I, I start on the finished product. Y'all start at the beginning. I feel like I start with the song done and it's big and huge and I'm hearing all these crazy things. And then I got to explain it all to you, and I don't know how to. Mm -hmm. I, I have never learned right. really the language. I, I always want to, but it just it escapes me when I'm trying to explain a drum part, yeah. or a guitar part, or a sound. Like the, I feel the worst thing I, I hate saying because I feel like whenever I do text like this, that you're laughing on the other end. Is, I am. Uh, <laughs> add more delay or reverb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, if I could, at least maybe he gets some idea of what yeah. I'm trying to say. I know that I, isn't right. I'll translate not... your your uh, vocal effects comments. Your vocal effects comments are one of two categories. Um, either it's get rid of that weird vocal effect yeah. that's messing up my good take. Right. <laughs> or please add a vocal effect because I'm not sure if I like my take. Like my take. Right. Yeah. 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 As if that does anything either way to your take or performance. It's, it, that lets me know how you feel about your take, whether you want more or less effects on it. And it doesn't really ever matter because we just always do the normal amount. Well, as the guitar player, not I mean, you have, you have seriously improved your singing skills. Like, you used to be a terrible singer. Like, it was like always when you sang, it was a joke. It was to sing as a <laughs> yeah. joke. It was always it, it, a it joke. It always was, like to make us laugh or whatever. Right. Now, Matt and Toby, you have worked hard on you took classes, all kinds of stuff, and have really improved your singing. But w when you talk about a take that, like our Devin does, and, or, or, like if I do a take and I say, I don't know if I like it or not, can you hear it like as it's not good? Or do you just think, if I did six takes, do you think they're almost all identical? No, I mean, I hear it way, I mean, I hear it fundamentally, I think, different than you do. You're just right. hearing what you, how the whole take makes you feel. Yeah. And I am listening to each technical thing that's ha like to me uh, a f four second fr vocal phrase of you contains you know several hundred pieces of information that I can evaluate independently I think I look at it that way too you know right? like you know I'm, I'm thinking about each pitch I'm visualizing right. the waveform and the how strong it is and what distance from the mic and what how, what aggression is and what part of your voice is there and does that even line up with the words does it sound right. is your comp i mean there's so many things to analyze in it that i have kind of quantifiable well, language in my head for let's break that down so. into like five let's say let's just say four or five categories of a vocal take right yeah so what would you say that we care most about when we're doing a vocal take okay so i would think feeling right feeling well I, from uh, my point of view y'all misidentify what are good and bad takes sometimes for the wrong possibly, right or wrong yeah. reasons and yeah. some of those are technical because some stuff's fixable some stuff's not right, right so the thing that i'm looking for in a take is more the energy and aggression to be sure. right i know yeah. that, that sounds less technical but the technical stuff i can work on right and so i know but you might think that pitch wasn't perfect right. or there was a little gravel in your voice which i would call character and the pitch fixable and that might sway you away from a take or maybe you felt vulnerable but maybe vulnerable is the right thing but you tend to shy away from things that right. might make you feel vulnerable that maybe i can fix the technical or i can understand its context better than you can yeah. so sometimes y'all shy away from 
vulnerable, interesting well, vocal takes is what I find. I agree. Sometimes it's hard for a singer. Because you want to just you, come across perfect. Right. If yeah. you have a, a really strong line that you like and you're out of, and you're a little out of pitch, yeah, it just makes you feel weird really? about yeah. it. So it's hard to, not, about to, to separate that. your – I know. And I think we've gotten better about that, though, over the years, don't you? Yeah, I, I definitely in the beginning. The, here's the biggest issue. No matter what, when it when that album or those songs get mastered, that's it. You can't go back and fix it anymore. It is there for history for people to listen to forever. And so whenever I listen to our albums, going all the way back to the week's end, if I hear something sucky, I'm like, shit, I wish I would have fixed oh, that. Oh, for sure. Right, right, that sure. Just bought, you do the same with the guitar parts? Yeah, but the, the thing is I find over time with maturity, the things that I regret are things that were outside of my ability anyway right. a lot of times so a lot of times i was trying to do something i didn't know and it was just some mistake but the mistakes that i hear are ones that i probably was excited thought was really good at the time yeah. it's very rarely something that i feel like ah that's not good enough yet and i'm nervous about it those are the things that that usually kind of can turn out better like there's some stuff you're just not good enough to do so that's okay but the, if you get conservative with everything else because you're worried about hearing mistakes in the future, then you yeah. probably become right. too conservative when you could have gone for it. Like there could have been something true about your level there where you just let it go that could have made a difference. Right. Versus being real conservative to make sure there's no mistakes. Yeah. Like yeah. You, the mistakes you'll eventually, you'll probably get out of the recording and then you know, the overly conservative decisions or too linear of thinking, I find is more embarrassing when I go back to it. Sure. Yeah. Well, I think that's good advice for, you know, for singers and bands and everybody who listens to this podcast, because I think the tendency for, especially for singers, is to try and be really technically correct in what you do, pitch-wise. Right. I mean, rhythm is important, obviously. Yeah. you got to line up your words and everything. But just understanding that the energy and feeling of what you're singing yeah. is even more important than the technical aspects because those can be yeah. can be yeah. can be adjusted, right? So the bottom line is, I'm in every recording. The only skill I have is like I know when something's wrong because I have these baseline, you know, architecture of how I come to understand Western pop rock music. And so there's enough rules based in there that I, when I hear something I know is wrong, I know it's wrong. And so it's not done until all the things that bump me. Like you see something in a film that bumps you and takes you out of it? Yeah. That's all I'm ever listening for. And some stuff I go, okay, that'll get fixed later, that'll get fixed later. And that's the wisdom to know the difference. Right. But, right. I'm, but this is never done if I hear something that takes me out of the song. Sure. Basically. So any take or a weird cut off or just a weird swoop in or a bad rhythm or, or, or something, I, I can't even hear the song yet until all those are fixed, right. basically. And so I think of everything as construction based and you, you only have the construction skills you have. You know, I build for a hobby, but it's studs, it's floor, you gotta get the spacing right, everything has to, you know, they go 18 inches from center, you know, on center for a reason, yep. and you gotta get all that stuff right, but look, you get to make all these creative choices along the way if you follow up what you know is your framework, which is my own, you know, that's my own style. That's my framework, right. my, yeah. what I like, what my influences are. So I have all these rules that are just inherent in my understanding. And I know how all the component parts work to get there. And that the fun part is getting to make the decisions along the way. Like, oh, I get to choose this paint color now right. because right. here comes the decision. So I get to choose a vocal take and I get to choose the weaker one 
with more character because that's going to be crazier and even more I think is going to accomplish what it seems like this song's trying to accomplish. Yeah. So once you can get to that territory, it starts to get really fun. But that's the way I look at it. It's like building from the ground up. Right. You know. Well, I, I, I'll even say this though, but like with a, since the voice is a live instrument, I am thinking about what it's going to sound like live, how I'm going to perform this song. Like I, I really do believe the songs on the question I wrote too high. <laughs> like that, that yeah. after we were in the studio, my voice is totally fine. I can do a few takes and then take a break, whatever right. like that. But I remember after the question came out, I was like, holy crap, like, was it uh, Lion Eyes Alibi? So yeah. high. I mean, the song is so high. Uh, uh, the Terrible Secret. I can't hardly sing it live because it's just so much. I need so much breath support. All these things, like, that's one thing now that I see in retrospect, too. Get on time, your mic. At, sorry. At the time, no, this is my podcast. Fuck yeah, you. Yeah, it's my podcast. Who's I'll, the driver's seat now? The, I'll get the mic as far fucking away as I want. I mean, uh, road noise, you know, <laughs> is your, how much you want is your choice. I see you trying to avoid the hard question here. Yeah. I have to think about, like, now at 42 years old, I still have to sing those songs. Like, you're never got to worry you can't get up to the 12th fret. I have arthritis. No, you don't. You do not. And <laughs> you don't have to worry about this stuff. Like, you're not even thinking about, like, when you sit down to write a guitar, okay, we're just getting done with this record. But you were talking, there's a couple things here, but I'll, I'll start with the first question. When you sit down, we, we worked on a song together, and you go, okay, I got to write something killer on the guitar here. Are you, do you just sit down and just start noodling? Is that how you do it? Because that's what I do with my vocals. I, I, right. yeah. I sing a line, I do some nonsense words here and there. Is, is that your process for writing? Yeah, it's a, actually a real word? similar. Yeah, to, do a, to write a lead, if I'm trying to write something, especially if it's a lead, if it's a rhythm thing or supporting, then I think in my head, what does it need? How do I analyze it? I can... You know, I could hear a song that you and Devin do on chord, is strumming open chords. It's a yeah. good song. If I wanted to, I could come up with an arrangement in my head without touching the guitar by thinking about the notes and the functions and what I can hear it in my head before I do it. Yeah. Right. You know, so I, I can arrange guitar in a theoretical way that I know will be interesting. Can, I can just hear what it'll sound like. So if it's chords I'm trying to, to, to arrange for, something like that, I could think of it that way. And if I grab a guitar, I'll get hijacked by noodling which is totally yep. different. So now I'm just listening for something that's going to catch my ear. Yeah. So I do that, tend to do that more for leads than rhythm. I try to think more about rhythm. Or one of, the, one of the things that people do the least that they should do is before they start noodling, they should not allow their voice or their guitar or their bass or their drum to actually touch anything. You should make yourself listen to the song twice through and just listen if you can hear something. Yeah, right. If a guitar, if, like you're listening, can, is there some guitar part that, you almost phantom hear that yeah. you can then go chase that and i think you can do cool. that with vocals yes. too yeah. force yourself not to let your fingers touch those keys or that guitar the first couple times through make sure it's a pure mental exercise right and listen and i don't mean listen to the song listen at what possibilities might be there right see if some, you know what i mean when you get phantom note or melody you almost heard it did I, did I hear that no let me go find it let me go write it yeah. so that's the first that's the best thing you can do and if that doesn't work then go ahead and start noodling and then you might accidentally discover some stuff that will then inspire you to finish. And then once you have two or three things you like, you just gotta continue that path and make sure you stay all killer, no filler, you know, until you get through. But if I'm trying to write a lead or something more expressive, um, specifically this is a guitar writing trick, but I will only worry about the right hand of my guitar. So I'll think, I imagine no matter what notes I play, I don't care how bad they are. This is, this, these takes, first few takes are just gonna be all energy and it's like air guitar. So I take my right hand and I go, 
if I play fast, I play fast. If I go up high, like I move my hands up high, but the notes don't matter at all. Right. I was like, how crazy if I could nail anything on guitar as the ultimate shredder, how would it look like and feel? Yeah. And if I can get stuff that feels good in that regard, but the notes are all wrong, well, the notes are easy to go back and fix. I can go back and learn the part and get the notes right, right. with the right chords diatonically. Right. The notes are the least important thing. But if you start noodling for notes, you might be kind of trapped and locked in. So I just want the guitar energy to sound good coming off the right hand, and then I, whatever I like from those few takes of that, whatever felt the best, I'll go back and arrange, figure out the notes that'll not be wrong with, yeah. that, with that energy. When you say energy, are you saying, do you mean that as emotion, like you're feeling something emotional or an emotional connection with it? it? It's like the articulation in the right hand is where you hear, you know, like a, yeah, but are a really you thinking, good player Are you play. thinking... Uh, music theory or the notes that should go here like when I'm writing the lyrics that's the exercise the, to not think the, about notes or, or the melody though I'm thinking oh this part's really cool it's gonna make this so awesome and like when you say energy are you thinking though this has to be a guitar lead here this has to be a rhythm part here and that's is that where it's at when you say energy are you feeling it and you're like that's an expression of joy or excitement or fun or sadness darkness light. I mean yeah but it, it's not it doesn't have like an actual necessarily meaning like words or anything it's just does this make me want to get up on my feet or right. mellow out or chill out like whatever the whatever what can I increase what's here's yeah. vibe closer yeah. to what it is it's like painting a room at that or something you know you're well, now you're trying to decorate at, though are you, you know? thinking of it like I do like the lyrics sometimes How do you, are, are you thinking of it like lyrics though like when you're writing that it's saying something it's, it's it's doing something or is it just sound? It's just, a, I'm trying to make a, I'm trying to, you know, color the mood. Like it's like adding background music or a certain sh lighting or a paint job to a room that you're building. Right. You want it to feel right. And so right. If, you, if you nail that stuff, it'll feel good in that room. It's a, you're just creating a space. So it's, it's just about how you want it to feel. But I also but think. But there's technical ways to achieve it. But, but I also you know. think that, and you would agree with this, but the notes, also color the book. Oh yeah, you know for what I'm sure. saying? Yeah. Like I'll give an example. Uh, one of the songs on the new album is called "Name Your God," and there's a really cool solo in that song. Yeah. And I think, I mean, the energy of that part is really neat and really cool, but the notes are what color my mood. Yeah. But that, the notes came last. Part. But the notes came last yeah. is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah you're right. I didn't even think you wanted that guitar part there. I didn't. In the beginning, because I didn't want to have to, you know. I know, but that's it's what I was really like, cool. when I heard it and Chris was working on that guitar solo part, I was like, oh, this is well, so uh, awesome. Uh, here's, your, you here's your eight bars to do your feature solo. It's kind of a little bit yeah, of pressure, and I, I don't care about way, being a lead guitar player. The way player I heard much. it was emotional. I was yeah. like, oh, this, this is like Devin's talking about. Like, I felt it that way. You heard it in a different way that wasn't emotional. It, it, I mean, it was a, so th I, this doesn't fit the song well, and it, it could be cheesy. Well, yeah, it could have been. I mean, the easy thing to do is be some bluesy shred that right, shows right, that you can right. play well and fast or something, sure. which is what y'all were looking kind of for. And I, I was like, like I don't want to do that. <laughs> so I like it. I need to get it, it to sound like me. Yeah. Right. Well, but, it does. It does. I mean, but I'm saying if you played a bluesy part, it would sound like you. And I think I that tipped could be to cool. the. I tipped to that. I added stuff that yeah, I don't I normally in that yeah. part because what y'all wanted it to be. Right. Uh, one of the parts I wanted to ask you about too, because we're talking about what you feel like and what. You mentioned that there's one part, and you were smiling when you said it, that it was like a little bit of a joke, or it was like a funny part you did. Oh, yeah, in, yeah. In the song, right? Yeah. Like, what, that, I don't think people might would understand that you wrote something in, like, we, we've done in the past, um, like, never gonna go away. Yeah. yeah we've done, like, yeah. little funny things, where we're talking about the little trumpet at the beginning of, uh, mm -hmm. I'm only Rock and roll. <laughs> like, little things like that, we enjoy. But when you say you're gonna do something funny on the guitar, what do you mean by that? 
And well, how long is that part? Or what is it? A long part? Oh no, it's a, it's, a, it's about an eighth of a second. Yeah. It's just a pull. It's just a you know. Um, when you played it, it just made you laugh. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, so to, to me... But why is what I'm getting at. Well, the, all the music to me is interesting because it's complex. Right. And that's all. I mean, it, it's a, you know, one-dimensional is what all bad music is. Like, if, yeah. you, if you're li- listening to your song and the guy goes, some kid wants to show you his demo and he gets his guitar out and he puts on a sad face and he plays minor chords and he sings sad and he only half opens his mouth and his eyes are down and the lyrics talk about... The winter time and bones and insane. I mean, that's okay. I get it. Like, right. there's nothing to listen to, no right. matter how even sincere it could be or, or technically good. Right. It's there's no layers. It's one dimensional. There's nothing. It's nothing. It's nothing. Yeah. So, one dimensionality is the worst thing you can be, no matter how good you do it. So, I'm looking for complex, and right. the, I'm looking to pull off things that are a challenge for the listener. I'm looking to explore new territory and push boundaries, and so. One of those things you could do would be loud or heavy or epic, you know, that's one thing. Yeah. And that's kind of easy. I find that to be one of the easiest things to pull off is largeness. Yeah. Right. Now, what's really hard to pull off and make it catchy and good and respectable is funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you can pull, like yeah. a weird time signature, if you can pull it off and make it sound smooth, good for you. Right. Yeah. That's great. Now it's complex. Now it's got, you know, there's something yeah. happening. If you can pull off something funny, you're really doing it. Yeah. Like, it's the same as writing the ultimate pop song with one, four, five chords. I can't do that. I'm too embarrassed. It's too silly. It's too cheesy. I'm not good enough. So, I'm not good enough to write a song like my favorite song in the world. Do y'all tell them what it is? Do I know your favorite song in the world? Uh, uh, Love Love Shack. Love Shack. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) I was thinking Eileen. Come on, Eileen. No, sorry. Love Shack. Well, Come on, Eileen is is, is one of the best songs ever, too. But Love Shack is my favorite song. I mean, imagine trying to write that and pull yeah. it off. <laughs> You're right. It's so much fun. It, you don't find it cheesy. It feels great. And it's, yeah. holy shit, there's nothing happening here except fun, and, that, and it works. That's true. So good luck trying to pull that off. I think Reggie and the Full Effect is hilarious. Presidents of the United States. Right. I mean, that, to be able to pull those things off are just, I, I think that's one of the highest goals I think of is like comedians make good actors even though they don't get credit for it. It's harder to pull off comedy than right. it is being serious. I, that's true. Well, here's what's yeah. interesting in regard to all that, is, and I'll toot you guys' horns a little bit, but, like, I think I, I really do feel like we're pretty lucky, oh, very lucky as a band with, with the writers that we have because Matt has, one, like, obviously Matt has one way of looking at the music when he hears it because usually he has a, uh, some ideas that he comes up with. Toby has some. I have some. But we all approach it differently. So. Yeah. What's very interesting about Toby in the writing aspect with, with melody and lyrical rhythms and things like that is like sometimes Matt will have a song or a part and Toby somehow manages to disregard what the music <laughs> sounds like. Yeah, entirely. And he comes up with a part and I'm like, how in the hell did he think of that part that I would have never thought of? Like, I, the music almost drives me in a certain direction. Right. You know what I'm saying? And like, I don't want that. Right. It pushes, uh, yeah. and I can't help it. It pushes me in a certain yeah. direction. That's what you don't want to happen. Yeah. And so I have to fight against that. Like, okay, I'm like, but usually if I come up with my own song or my own part, I can kind of balance that out. Like, yeah. I can come up with a really cool um, opposing idea to what I have. But when it's someone else's, I have a hard time really separating myself from what the music already is. Yeah. And so, but somehow you just don't, like, 
literally disregard what it sounds like and you come over the part and i'm like that's so cool and how you came up with that and then matt again like we were just talking about I'm just counting on it exactly yeah. you're counting on yeah. us to come up with something that is not what you expected it was funny because we had a text message thread about stuff and we would send vocal ideas back and forth and matt ca kept calling us stoners because we were coming up with all these things that i guess you didn't expect that we were just like sticking stuff in there so that's what I, was, I was just saying that i think that's really cool that there's three of us in one band that have very different ways of approaching music and writing you know what i mean yeah, which you, is pretty cool if you start getting a lane and you feel yourself going down that lane i you got to get out of it you got to right. go jump on another instrument or get yep. somebody else to mess it up or totally I mean, you know but it, it's you can always at least do a two-factor complexity just like oh strong but weak or light but you know dark right or you know you just figure something yeah, that doesn't yeah. necessarily go to at least some other layer even if you're just trying to make a tone decision, it goes all the way through to lyrics, and yeah. it goes all the way through. But it's the same. I mean, I, I think of things as the underlying principles. That's how my brain works. How does it work? And that's one thing I'm always finding. Other people say, I like this. It feels good. But I usually am just trying to figure out why. Right. And they never know yeah. why. I mean, I feel like I know why y'all like what you like better than you know why you like what you like. Probably. That, that's, you know, so I'm just trying to analyze the layers. But... It's that fun. complexity one's almost always there for everybody. It's funny you say that though, Devin. Like uh, I was just thinking when you said that, I, it is, it is. I, I appreciate the comment. It is harder than what you said. Like on the first song of the record, it's called "Is This the Real Life." Uh, it has the craziest verses. Yeah. The, the chorus uh, that opens up the song is just rocking, and I totally got it. And then out of nowhere, the verses are just. I was like, "There's, I have not. What in the world is this? How in the world?" <laughs> Are you supposed to do anything with this? Yeah. I was almost mad. Yeah. And I was like, Good. okay, well, screw y'all. I'll, I'll make something out of it. And I just kept worrying. Finally got something really cool. It ended up being a yeah. great so, song. Yeah, you took that as a challenge for me to yeah. take that so key and go to a bizarre key. I was really mad at the beginning, yeah. and then I was very happy you did it. But the, the whole album, there's a lot of stuff. Like at the end of uh, one of our songs, demo, you did that crazy uh, vocal run. I think it's um, uh, at the end of... Uh, yeah. Right, right, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Devin yeah. does a crazy vocal line that I could have never thought of. Now, one of the things that Devin can do is sing really high and pretty, and that's what always frustrates me because there's tons of times when when I sing high, it just doesn't sound as the tone isn't as good as Devin. So that's why I'm always shocked when I hear something back and I'm like, oh man, I could have never even done that. Like I right. could, I could, I could even have tried it. Like going up that high, that, that that part that you sing, I'm like, oh my god, what is it? It just adds so much to this part. And I couldn't even physically try it because my voice won't even do that anymore. <laughs> right. It's crazy. Um, all right, last question I have for you, Matt. We'll let you go because I know you got to drink or do drugs or something. Yep. Um, is it this this record specifically? We we all got in a room together and worked on music, like we wrote songs together. But I was wondering, uh, when you write your guitar parts, is it do you kind of have to just go by yourself? Like, do you have to go sit in a room by yourself and get away from everybody else to like? understand what you're doing or could you have written those guitar parts and been happy if we'd have sat in a room three times a week and wrote the whole record like that well you know that i have a bad relationship with tracking guitar because i find it really painful to do for that reason of, of getting feedback or spending a lot of time on it and then it comes out wrong but i also need this peace and quiet to to really think through. there's just too many options right and I really need to go through them some the danger for me is to go through them all and take 
I would love to spend a week on each song on guitar. I mean, I, I could just try everything. Yeah. You know, once you start getting into ideas or vibes or t style of playing, arrangement, not to mention tone and recording and performance. So it's a bottomless pit. So it's really more about what limits am I going to set? What time budget will I give myself so that I have to make quicker decisions? But feedback would be great. Like if I'm chasing it, sometimes I chase an idea down for 45 minutes and wind up scrapping it that had I been around other people, they'd have told me in five minutes. Right. Right. And so now I've arranged two guitars and thought about what the bass might yeah. do and it, to see if that thing that I thought might work would work. Because now it's complex. It's not just, you know, it's everything now. Yeah. And so I'm deep into it and then it just didn't, it, or it's too complicated and, or it's awesome, but then the vocals don't match. And you know, so I wish I, you know, but if I felt like I had to write it all in the room on the spot, I think you'd get some really awesome stuff sometimes, but yeah. I wouldn't get the chance to really explore what else might be possible. So yeah. the balance. And that was leading me to the, well, maybe I do have last question, part B. On this record, you did an, a little instrumental interlude that's just the guitar, and you call me and it's basically one of the most emotional responses you've had to something you've written. Oh, it is, yeah, right? for sure, yeah. And is that just that you're older and experimenting with different things? Like, you, you, do you really feel like you connected more with that this, this piece of music than something off the week's end? Or like, do you feel like, well, at this point, is it everything's, you got family and kids and all this stuff, and so now you're open up to something, or is it actually better than what you used to be? Um, it's a mix of, I mean, sure, a million factors that's happening with me just personally, obviously, is a thing, but I mean, I, it's, it's intentional in my music. I'm more intentional about, like, I just have a slightly more awareness of the meanings and the words. Even a slight increase to me in being able to tune into the words or meanings for somebody like me with the other stuff I've always been focused on has a lot of effect. Yeah. Just to, just to be able to clue into the lyrics a little bit more, it, mean, it feels like a lot. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, I've, even some of the, you were saying some of the things that I was like, Matt is understanding these lyrics. Like we, you and yeah. I talked about lyrics and I thought you kind of had opened yourself up a little bit more to even thinking about those. Well, like yeah. The meaning, I, not just the sound and the vibe, yeah. but the actual meaning. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, I mean, I'm not trying, I don't have any message I'm trying to get out that, are, that is a w words or anything. I don't think, or I don't yet, but maybe. I mean. But are you like feeling it inside now? Like basically what uh, I'm trying to do is see if I can get you to cry on the podcast. But uh, I don't think do you, do you feel it deep inside? Like, you know, you love your family, no, you know, things, um, things have been kind no, of tough okay. the last couple so, of years. So when, no, it's not like that. It's more like when it's working and there's meaning, there's a whole nother, it's like, there's more to hear. It's like if I, if it's, it's it's akin to I see that. Yeah, it's that akin to yeah. if I had the high end rolled off for the last 20 years, and then I finally found the treble knob. Oh yeah. yeah. I was right. like, wow, this sounds a lot fucking better. Right. It just it's there's more here than I thought was there. Right. There's yeah, more. I get that. There's more to it, it, like it's the same feelings of it makes me want to get on my feet or yeah. cry. Like I've always liked that. Those things about music they make me feel emotions, but there's. That's why I like music. Yeah. That's why it's a, f a fun place for me to play around. But the more I can tune into the meaning stuff, there's just more detail in it. So there's m stronger feelings of the same. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, well, Matt, thank you for Matt, joining us. My God. That was great, man. I right really on. appreciate it. Uh, thank you, all you song rescuees. Uh, go to the website. Yeah. Devin and I got a book out. It's really good. It's great, um, so good. And just as a treat, we're gonna play the whole new record right now. See y'all later. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.
Just kidding. Did you send us your song? My name is Devin Shelton. My name is Toby Morrell. Your song is Drowning Song Rescue. And we're about to hook you up. It's Song Rescue. Let's do it. Song Rescue. Let me tell you. 